Hello, welcome again to the Kekulon Diary SoundCloud. I'm Brian Byrne. This time we're crossing the Atlantic to hear what New York City is like under the lockdown for coronavirus. Frances Brennan is a Kekulon woman who has lived there for 25 years. She's the daughter of Dennis and Margaret Brennan of Old Kilcullen. Frances works in the Rosie O'Grady pub in mid-Manhattan, and she and the bar are a touchstone for every Kilcullen person who visits the Big Apple. I spoke to her on the phone, and I asked her first just how restricted are they. We're actually not that restricted compared to home. We can go out and uh, just practice social distance. But we, um, the parks are all closed. The playground across the street where the kids are in playing basketball and the playground and stuff, that's closed. But you're allowed pretty much wherever we want to go, as long as we, like, social distance. But everybody's been really good. Like, everyone keeps their space. I'd go out in the morning time or during the day for a run or a cycle, but that's when people are, there's not many people around because they're all working. But you notice around four, half four, when people kind of finish work and to come out, it starts to get busy, so I tend to go back home then at that stage. Of course, the pubs are all closed, so the Rosie O'Grady, where you work, that's that's been closed for how long now? Yes, the last day we were open was the Saturday just before St. Patrick's. So we had closed on the Sunday, and they were going to open Monday, but then they, they closed all the bars. But on the Thursday, I'd finished work the Thursday beforehand. They had gone to 50% capacity at that stage. But even still, like, we were pretty quiet because we have a lot of corporate downstairs. So they were all working remotely that week. So there wasn't, there was nobody around anyway. And what's it like for somebody who's lived 25 years in New York? What's it like just now in comparison to what you've been so used to for such a long time? It's, it's actually scary. It's it's crazy. I had um, cycled into the city maybe the week after St. Patrick's Day, the first week that this was on, and it's just like it's like empty. It's like a ghost town. It's like something you see in a movie, and like you could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and you can look all the way down the street and all the way down to the World Trade Center and all the way up to Central Park, and there's not another sinner on the street. There's not a car. There's nothing. The avenues you can just see straight from one end of the city to the other. It's it's pretty uh, it's pretty crazy actually that the whole city's come to a standstill like that. And how are people that you would maybe know every day and meet every day, and how are they taking it? The first few weeks it was kind of a bit scary. Nobody kind of talked to one another. We'd see each other at seven o'clock every evening to do a clap for all the um, healthcare workers. We're about, um, I'm only about a mile from that hospital, Elmhurst. So just all you hear all day long are the sirens going to the hospital. And then at night time, there's helicopters overhead. So every every night at seven o'clock, everyone just waves across the street of one another and comes out and claps. So that's kind of where the first few weeks, that's the only time we'd seen each other. Now we're starting to, like people are going out and you keep your distance out on the street. You go outside for the seven o'clock clap and see each other come out of their apartments at seven to say hello to one another or wave at one another. But there is a lot of elderly. I mean, there's a, there's a lovely little Indian couple live upstairs from me, and I haven't seen them now in six weeks at all. I haven't seen them anywhere in the building or outside, so I guess they're cocooning themselves. A lot of older people are afraid to go out. They just haven't gone outside. 
I saw on your Facebook page that you took some photographs of a flypast by some of the Air Force uh, last evening. They had a salute all around the city. They, they flew up and they flew all around New Jersey and, and New Jersey, New York, Long Island. It was um, a salute for all the essential workers and the doctors and nurses that thank you. So that was actually pretty cool. But again, I mean, it was so the city is so silent. You just hear, you could hear them coming for ages. Is there any sense uh, yet that maybe we're turning the corner, maybe we're coming out of this, or is it still feeling very, very maybe down and depressed in New York City? So um, last weekend there was there was just a weird feeling in the air. Everybody was having a bad day. I think what was weird about last weekend is there was constantly, you could hear the sirens going to Elmhurst, and last week it was silence. There wasn't as many, which I know is a good sign because the numbers are going down. But it was more, it was just because you're just used to that background noise for the last six weeks. So it was more like the next kind of battle, like not battle, but what's hap- what's to come next, like the big recession that's coming or how they're going to get the city back up. I think people now are realizing that everything is not going to be the same. People are afraid of what, the second wave, what's going to happen, how are they going to go back to work or what they're going to do like how the city is going to function because it's such a social city. You have groups of people everywhere. That's what New York City is. It's just bunches of people everywhere. I know it's an issue because it came up on television here in Ireland the other evening. There was a special program from New York on Nationwide and one of the things that they were talking about were the undocumented Irish, indeed undocumented anybody in New York at the moment. It's extremely difficult for them. Oh, yes, big time. I think that's one of the reasons why Queens has hit so bad, especially this area and Elmhurst. You have an awful lot of of every nationality. You have Indian, Spanish, Irish, Chinese, and an awful lot of them are undocumented. Like you have all the little workers that work in the restaurants, the bus boys, the kitchen guys, the porters, the cleaning ladies, which I think got infected a lot with the COVID. I actually haven't seen very many of the Irish around. I guess there are a lot of them are the younger guys, and I, I know a bunch of them had gone home at the start, but there is, I think, a lot of people in, in dire straits over here, which they're afraid to go home because they won't be able to come back and they've had their, built their lives here. Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of people hurting. Like, it's different. It's not like after 9-11 or anything like that. After 9-11, you had the whole kind of city coming, or the whole world rooting for New York City. This is just worldwide. It's, it's everywhere. Yes, I was going to ask you about 9-11 because you would obviously graphically remember that as well. It's a different emergency. Yes, it's, um, it's a different feeling. Like You can't go kind of help the older people or help the people who need help because you're afraid in case you're a carrier, so you just stay at home. I do volunteer work at a food bank at the weekends, and you just see week after week the lines are getting longer and longer and longer. Uh, but again, you do deliveries over to these people and everyone is just masked up, gowned, gloves, whatever. It's hard to go help the people. And I think that's that fear of helplessness that you can't pitch in and help. Like, you're afraid to go near them. Mm. Like, even to pick up groceries, you'd leave them double baggage outside their apartment door. It's that kind of a way where you feel like you want to pitch in and help. Like, even the volunteer for the, the food bank thing, it's like, the sign you're doing this at your own risk because we're going around to 
Crop an awful lot of poor sick people who can't come out, or the older people. It's a bit tough, but when you see what, God love them, when you see what they have to survive on for a week for a family of four or whatever, it's a bit crazy. Ten years ago, we were talking about you taking a run up the Empire State Building. <laughs> I know. Are you doing any running? I'm doing a bit, yes. Uh, you have to, just mentally, I think I find that you have to go out and a bit of a run to clear your head because you just go crazy in the apartment the whole time. But again, I, it's hard. People are giving out about people being out running. But there is a lot. You can see there's an awful lot of people out running. I'd say people who never ran in their lives are out running. Like I've cycled in now to work for the last 25 years over the bridge. And I cycled into the city one day, two weeks ago. And the bridge was like Fifth Avenue at Christmas time. It was so many people on bikes and walking. So well, I hope that like some of the positives that come out of this is people do keep up with their little bit of exercise or eating properly or eating healthier, washing hands. Are you in touch with home a lot at the moment? Oh yes, every day. I kind of the first few weeks I used to ring home after I watched the news. I'd watch the nine o'clock news from home and then I'd ring home just to reassure them it's not as bad as what they see on the news every night. It is, but we're like we're safe. That it was safe. We're Everybody's doing okay. That was Francis Brennan in New York. You've been listening to the Kilcullen Diary SoundCloud. I'm Ryan Byrne. Thanks for being along. We'll be back so you come back too.